Hello, and welcome to Grim and Whim, unnerving tales to haunt, mystify, and spark curiosity. Let's be curious together. I'm currently recording this on October 2nd, which means we are now well into spooky season. I'm looking forward to colder weather, warm cups of tea around a bonfire, and dressing up for Halloween. But most importantly, I'm looking forward to consuming horror content across all mediums. And if you're here, I bet you are too. So with that, let's get our spook on. Our first story is simply titled, My Spookiest Story. When I was in eighth grade, I had a weird dream about a thin, fully black creature with no hands or feet just spikes. It did have eyes and a mouth and three long black spikes for hair. Its eyes were big and glowing white. Its mouth was really messed up and it had squarish teeth. The creature was stalking me through my neighborhood and at some point I noticed it and began lucid dreaming. I controlled my actions and surroundings in my dream. But I couldn't control the creature. I just went along my dream, doing the typical flying around, but it would just follow wherever I went. At some point, I landed at my front door, went inside, and locked it. I then turned around, and it was in my house, just staring at me. But it was very close to me. I blinked, and all of a sudden, without grabbing me, it locked me in place, and I heard a high-pitched screech as it looked into my eyes. I couldn't move. Out of panic, I woke up, but didn't open my eyes. I noticed my foot was off the side of my bed, and it was freezing. I pulled my foot back under my covers and got the courage to open my eyes. When I did, however, it was standing in the corner of my room, just staring at me. I sat up in my bed and rubbed my eyes because I thought I was still dreaming. I wasn't. After about three minutes or so, it moved to my door and just stared at me more. I couldn't tell if it wanted me to follow it, but I didn't. Then it just went through my door and it was gone. Before anyone asks, it was a brand new house with no previous occupants. And no, I don't have schizophrenia. And no, I wasn't in the middle of a sleep paralysis because I could move and talk. There is a part two to my story, but I wanted to know what you guys thought and if anyone else has had a similar experience with the same character I described. Our next story is titled Spooky story in Egypt. I live in Austria, even though my family and I have roots in Egypt. My dad is from a small village on the west side of the Nile, about six hours away from Cairo. We often visit there, nearly every summer staying at my uncle's house. In that village, there is a very old school, built in the 60s, fairly close to the residential area. 
It was never torn down even though the school was shut down a long time ago and its remains have no purpose at all. The main gate is locked and you can only enter by climbing the walls which surround the place and all the classrooms are boarded up. The youngsters of that village often meet up at the schoolyard. It's the gathering point of the village's youth and everyone knows that. Essentially, whenever you're there, you're bound to meet someone to hang out with. I've heard a lot of stories about that school, some creepy and weird, some rather disturbing, but I never paid real attention to those, since I don't like creeping myself out that much. But my friend's story made me never want to visit that place again. One night, around midnight, my friend and his clique decided to chill there. They'd bought a couple of sodas, some chips, and they made themselves a cool night. Since that school was close to a farm that belonged to his family and his dad had told him to check on the animals, he told his friends he'd meet them there after he did what his father asked of him. After finished checking on the animals, which he did rather quickly, he headed to the school. He climbed the walls nimbly, crossed the yard, and headed straight towards a white tree on the far end. None of his friends were there yet, so he decided to wait. He climbed a tree and sat down on a wide branch, both his legs dangling from either side of it. There was a chill night breeze, and the only light was that of the stars and the moon. He was staring at the sky when suddenly he heard something get knocked over in the boarded-up classroom closest to him. A small thud, barely audible, but it alarmed him. He thought it was an animal at first, but he remembered there was no entrance point for any kind of animal except for maybe insects. All the windows and doors of the school had been 100% sealed off. He heard another thud, this time closer to him and louder than another. He started to get scared. He thought maybe it was a djinn, some sort of demon. Then suddenly, he felt an evil of some sort step into play. He felt his neck hair stand up and that unearthly chill and uneasiness of danger. Then something pulled on his leg violently. He nearly fell, but grabbed the tree trunk and managed to hold on. He looked down and there was nothing. Even though there was no one there, something pulled him again. This time he jumped out of the tree, ran across the yard, climbed the walls, and just sprinted home. He felt as if whatever it was was chasing him. After that, he never entered the school after sundown, and never alone. His friends, some believed him, but they still met up at that place and never reported anything else weird happening. Unfortunately, my friend had even more strange occurrences afterwards. Knocking, voices, randomly being woken up in the middle of the night, random bruises without origin. One time, it almost looked like he was being pushed down the stairs when he was at my place. It's almost like whatever he met there, it stuck to him. He consulted a local imam, sort of a priest, but for Islamic people, and he was cleansed, but he was asked to never enter that place again.
this next story is titled Raggedy Ann. When my mother was about six or seven years old, she lived with my grandmother in an apartment in Petersburg, Virginia. My mother told me that she always felt there was something about that apartment and that occasionally, while she was playing with her toys on the floor, she would see shadow figures passing in the hallway out of her peripheral vision. She was never frightened of these figures, but recalled being curious about why they were around. My grandmother has never been big on topics that had anything to do with the supernatural. So when my mom mentioned seeing the shadow figures, my grandmother essentially shut her down. My mother kept a few of her toys on a shelf in her bedroom, opposite the wall her twin bed was positioned against. One evening, after my grandmother put my mom to bed, my mother claims that she saw her Raggedy Ann doll gently lift off the shelf and sail down to the floor, disappearing under her bed, while something quietly said, My mother was frightened, so she quickly pulled the covers over her head, employing the age-old cover-of-protection tactic. She tried to very quietly call for my grandmother, afraid that being too loud would draw the attention of whatever was in the room with her. Sadly, my grandmother couldn't hear my mom's faint calls, and she laid scared in her bed until she eventually fell asleep. The next morning, when my grandmother woke her up, my mother asked her to check under the bed for her Raggedy Ann doll, and the doll was there. Our final story is titled, My Encounter with a Black-Eyed Child. It was a little past midnight, and I had woken up to a banging sound on my door. But before we get to the scary stuff, let me tell you what black-eyed children are. Black-eyed children are children, in quotation marks, with pale skin and black eyes. Not just the pupil is black. Their eyes are all black. No whites or anything. Just black. They go to houses or cars and bang on the windows or doors. When you open it, they will ask, can I come in? But whatever you do, don't let them come in. They usually appear in a group of two at night so no one can see their eyes. They will look like completely normal, innocent children who are lost and need to come in. But if you let them in, then you will experience bad luck for the rest of your life, and there is absolutely no way of getting rid of it. So anyway, back to the story. I woke up to the sound of loud banging on my door. My parents were out working, and my sister was still asleep. I went downstairs quietly, so I wouldn't wake my sister up. I had cameras, but I decided not to look at them. When I looked through the little peeping hole on my door, I saw children. They didn't look quite as normal, though. The little boy, around eight years old, had these weird shoes 
and an outfit that someone in like the 40s would wear, or maybe just in the 1900s. The point is, he dressed old-fashioned. The girl, around six, did not look any better. She had this haircut a woman would wear in the 90s, and an outfit that a woman might wear in the 70s. Besides that, they looked perfectly normal. Are you lost? I asked. Our parents will be here soon, they both said in unison. Do you need anything? Can we come in? Right away, I knew that something was off about these kids. Not just the fact that they were dressed weirdly, but the fact that their voices were off. They had voices that no eight-year-old or a six-year-old should have. I suddenly felt dizzy, and I knew that something demonic was in these kids. If your parents are almost here, then can't you just wait out there? I asked. It was a perfectly sweet neighborhood, and not a robbery or anything had ever went on. I never even saw a shady person walk around here. Can we come in? They asked once more. But this time, they weren't asking. They were starting to get angry. No, you may not, I yelled. I know this sounds bad that I'm saying that a little kid that's lost can't come in my house, but there was something off about these kids. That yell woke up my sister, and she turned on the light, which helped me see that these kids had black eyes. I screamed and shut the door in their face. My sister asked what was going on, and who was that, and why did I yell? I told her to just go to bed and don't worry about it. She did as I asked. The kids eventually left, but they did do something to my house when I shut the door. They ripped some plants and they cracked a window. Later that night, I did some research on them and I found out that they can only come into your house if they get permission. I also found out that it's the same with demons. Like if you summon them and play spiritual games and things, if you moved into a house and they were already there, then that's because someone else previously allowed them in or the place was abandoned. There is a slight chance they will come back soon and I'll be ready. When the kids left, they went into a black car with two tall adults in suits. Just remember, if you ever see a kid with black eyes and pale skin coming towards your house or your car. Don't let them in. Thank you so much for joining me. It's goodbye for now, but I hope to haunt you again soon. If you have your own scary story, or a strange encounter, or anything else that falls under the umbrella of mysterious, or chilling, or spooky, you can type it out, and please send it to grimandwhim at gmail.com. That's G-R-I-M-A-N-D-W-H-I-M at gmail.com.